I just did. forgot to take down the little picture. <laughs> I did, I, but I did. I got it in time. So, hi, Mama D. I I know. I had a rough week this week. I, I have been running around ragged because I'm going away tomorrow morning. Nice Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? I'm going up to see my daughter and my family. I haven't seen my family in like two years since COVID hit. So I'm going up to the Haunted Overload up in New Hampshire with my daughter. Mm -hmm. and so I got the six-hour drive to Massachusetts, the three-hour drive to New Hampshire. But then we're going to be running around all weekend. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see her. And then when we get back, I'm going to go see my parents and my brothers, my sisters before I come back. And it's going to be just a relaxing, good day. <laughs> yeah, okay, sir. Okay, just a quick one. I have a stair counter, a step counter on my phone, right? It's this part of the phone thing. The freaking one! I'm supposed to do 5,900 steps a day. Okay, you know that this body does not walk far, okay? Up to now, guess how many steps I did today? 20. 666. <laughs> really? Well, we have a fitness expert on with yes. us tonight, so, um, yeah. She, we, she's going to she's gonna get my butt in gear. <laughs> well, she's going to get both our butts in gear. She's going to hopefully get, you know, get us all healthy and get our, our butts in gear and I'm going to play a short little video that explains more about who she is and what she does. And if this is, this is just a little bit of what she does, but she's amazing. You guys are going to love her. Yes. Good evening. I am Gina B. here with Mama D. every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here in the Fox Den. Tonight we have Emily A. Francis. She is a highly sought-after speaker, best-selling author, and wellness expert with an array of education and experience spanning over 20 years. Her knowledge of the body as well as the body-mind connection is extensive, and her commitment to total body, mind, and spirit wellness is her driving force. She believes in a whole-body, proactive approach to wellness where balance is the key and kindness paves the way. Emily is the host of the internet radio show All About Healing on Healthy Life Radio. She has a bachelor's degree in exercise science and wellness and a BS and master's in physical education, human performance, concentration. Emily graduated from the Atlanta School of Massage in clinical and neuromuscular massage therapy and went on to specialize through the Dr. Vader School in North America for an MLD, CDT, and manual lymphatic drainage, and combined decongestive therapy, working specifically with lymphedema. Emily holds a gold medal in the U.S. Open and Tai Chi forms, is a Yasui and Karonakai Reiki Master level practitioner, and has over 300 hours of yoga teacher training. You can find out more about Emily Francis at www.emilyafrancisbooks.com and we welcome you to the Fox Den, Emily. Hello! Hey, welcome to the madness. Introduction. Thank you. Gorgeous, Thanks for having me. And what I, I can't believe you guys went out of your way to do such a beautiful introduction. And it's it's such a it's such an honor to hear all the things put together into this whole video. I already I asked Gina, can I have a copy of that? Because it was incredible. So thank you. And I'm here in Malta. So greetings from the Mediterranean. What are you doing in Malta? I live in Malta now. 
<laughs> yeah, because Gina Gina told me that oh, we've got she's over in the UK, and I'm waiting to hear this like British accent or some kind of UK. And what do I get? No, I got American accent. Well, you know, Malta and the UK are not. But the UK, no, I know, but the UK I didn't know Malta. Own Malta. Yeah, isn't it crazy? And I didn't know, you know it was what? Malta until you came in, and it was it's like, amazing. <laughs> there are so many people that have never heard of Malta or don't know where it is. And oh. honestly, when it first came up that we might move here, we had to look at it on the map and. Where is it? Where are we going to move? So we moved from Atlanta, Georgia to the Mediterranean, and we had never visited. We showed up, me, my husband, my children, and four animals came across. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. So look at this, right? And so she's one of those people. Like she, you would move with just like not even seeing sight unseen. Not me. There's my baby. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hey, you guys. Share the show. All right. All you guys that are watching. Yeah. Sharon, Karen, Colette, Bob. We've got so many people. We've got, do you realize we only have 12 people eavesdropping on us? No. No, that's so great. No, not move. Okay, so you just like her, though. You are, you are. So you, she's full of energy. She's a spitfire. Um, I mean, you've seen all the things on the video, if you watch the video. If not, just back it up and watch the video later. But, um, you know, a gold medal a gold medal we have a gold medalist on this show <laughs> it Who sounds knows? a lot better on paper there weren't a lot of competitors <laughs> but it sounds it really good it still counts it still counts you know. i still put it on my bio Heck yes. <laughs> absolutely i would help the <laughs> only thing we have a gold medal in well the only thing i have a gold medal in is being a pain in the butt and it's like proud of that one <laughs> i don't know what i'd have a gold medal in but maybe something Something. Maybe something. Designing. Designing. Yeah. Decorating. Designing, whatever. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. But I have to apologize because I always read the books before the show. She does. I've been running ragged and I haven't been able to read the book. I could have. I could have whipped right through it. However, I started reading it and I've gotten, you know, thus far. Okay, but you're good. I'm just like, yeah. But that was just reading it. I want to actually do it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop right here because you 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 stop. It's interactive again. It's journaling, which I love because oh, I think good. that is something that everybody needs to do anyway. But I mean, it's just at the perfect times after each chapter, you're journaling, you know. And um, why did you why did you set this up that way? I set it up that way because this is my third book in the healing trilogy of what I've written. <clears throat> and the other books started with why do we carry pain where we carry pain? And then the next book was where do we go when we start having pain? How do we track it? And then where do we go to help clear it? And this book, Healing Ourselves Whole, is what is the work we do alone? What is the work that you can do by yourself without any therapies, without any, you know, healing hands and all this, your own healing hands? What can I teach a client instead of having to come to me or to a specific person to empower themselves and learn to listen to what their body is saying? Because we don't, that is something we are not taught. And, and the muscles really do engage in dialogue with us all the time. Not just the muscles, every part of our body. Hey, well, <laughs> Sometimes our bodies go, ah, you know, but no, that's mm -hmm. not really true. I mean, it's always signaling something. And yeah. so what if I could hand over 25 years of study of anatomy and physiology and the way that our bodies communicate with us? Because it's nothing like the way we, we chew it up in the mind. 
So in the mind, we dissect it, try to figure it out, try to make a pathway with it. How do we work with this? But in the body, it's just saying, look, I need you to hear me. I've been in pain. It's not random. Something has been going on for a really long time and we have to get to this area or I'm going to keep signaling because you're not listening. And so I say this because it starts as a whisper and then it starts as a little knock or chronic pain, reoccurring pain in the same area. And then it comes into a destruction because we haven't listened to all these early signs. And, and, and this is where dis-ease, dis-ease comes from. Because I think we've spent so much time in our minds, in our heads, but not enough time actually feeling ourselves in our bodies and go, you know what? Oh, that was really sweet, that comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's 2 a.m. and I just woke up. I wouldn't look like cute as you. I, I, I put on a little makeup. I tried to brush my hair. I was going to do dry shampoo, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a headset on. And glasses. Yeah. You always know I'm wearing my reading glasses when I look a little haggard. I love the couple of kids and then it. There we go. We're all going to be okay. I oh, that's how you can. If you know me and you see videos and I'm wearing glasses, it's because I look haggard. But also because I wear reading glasses, so I like to have them on at the computer. Uh, but anyway, so the body, the body's signaling. So I, I wanted to journal. Uh, which, by the way, on my website, Healing Ourselves Whole, the journals are free. And the audio meditations are free. So you can go and listen to those and journal. Because if we don't journal after we've listened to our bodies, I promise you will forget what your body said. Mm -hmm. You just will. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Even when you go, all right, you, I need to write down something when I walk into the room for something. Because by the time I get from this room to the next room, I forgot what I'm going in there for. I need to write it down. So let alone what you read in here. Right? You know, I don't write books that make you sit cover to cover. It's not the way I write. No, um, and so right. I write for you to skip around as needed. Because the truth is you read the, the whole heavy part of the book. But the mm -hmm. second half of the book is to access that joy and things that are good. Because our muscle memories are, you're not just a ball of trauma. So our muscle memory for <laughs> trauma and the negative experiences of life also store your positive experiences of life. And you can dig into that body to release joy expression and, and tap into it to build and create a connectivity that maybe right now you're not necessarily operating on. And, and this book is based on hands-on body work. So this is not get up and get moving. This is get in and get listening. All right, let me let me just show. This is all your other books. That is this all of them? I'm gonna have to go. That's all of them. Okay. Um. So you you also because you do the yoga training and everything and the uh, the whole body healing and the body heals itself. Now those those mm -hmm. books. I mean, I want to talk about those too because in combination with this, that's my trilogy. Like, yeah, is like the whole pack. That is my trilogy. Truly, The Body Heals Itself, the first one that, that you just showed, this first one in my healing trilogy, it's this is the foundation, uh, honestly, of all my work. And it started when I was in massage school because I've always loved muscles, but I didn't love them the way that I love them now. And when I was in massage school, and my teacher still does not remember this. I can love your muscles. I would help you back in a heartbeat because I know it's been hurting. But I, I was sitting in, in class at massage school, and we were learning the psoas mus muscle, which is that uh, hip flexor muscle located between the pubic bone and the hip bone. It allows you to sit down and stand up. 
that's, her that's what I heard. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. You're so yeah. as PSOAS. So I'm sitting in massage school and they're going to teach us how to treat the psoas Mm -hmm. and my teacher just slips in there for a moment and he still doesn't remember this or claim it and he said now you have to be really careful because it's one of the most emotional muscles in the body so when you uh, when you treat this muscle people likely will cry on the table because it absorbs so much emotion and it like my whole body went what and I waited until the class was over and I went to him and I said, how do you know that? How do you know that that's an, emo- an emotional muscle? Where's the book? And he said, oh, there's no book. And I said, well, then how do you know this? And he said, I don't know. It's just been passed down through the generations that we just know it. And in my mind that day, it was like, I'm going to write that book. I'm going to write that book. And it took 12 years before I got a publisher and could actually put all this. And I always have a theory. I have a theory on everything. I always have these theories. I mean, literally, I now write for the tourism magazine for Malta, and I interview local farmers and fishermen and and learn food practices here. So yesterday, the day before yesterday, I was interviewing for olive oil. And Mm -hmm. and it's all these different olives, and and he has this sacred white olive tree, and they're doing a lot of research with the university on the antioxidants of olive oil. And I look up, and I see a peacock walking by. He's got all these animals. And I I looked at the camera guy, and I said, I have a theory that you have fully made it in Malta if you own a peacock. And he started laughing. But I realized I have all these, like, funny things that I keep up with. We'll find out how many people have peacocks now. It is so odd to watch. Watch. It was all these roosters and chickens and donkeys and all, and and Malta's very built up, so not a lot of people have land here. Land is phenomenally precious in Malta because yeah. Malta is a teeny tiny spot on the grid of the world, and land is almost unheard of here. And so to be on this olive tree with olive groves for days and all these animals just chilling out, walking by, and then you see a peacock, it's like. <laughs> that's it he's made it he has made it this has hit a whole different level uh but i always but i have these theories even on that but i have these like made up but on the body i had these theories okay the more that people were coming to me with pains in the same area the more that i was able to track the emotion that was in that space and then you start to you can like when i sat down with a chinese medicine person and i said you said mama d that you're a pain in the butt right And my first thought was, your butt is aggravation and suppression. It's the feelings and emotions that we sit on that we don't express. So when somebody like makes you mad and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to do it. And you sit on it. And then your muscle goes, okay, I'll take that. And then it keeps doing that. And then you wonder, and you're like, oh, I must have worked out hard. Something's going on in my butt, my glute. But then when a therapist gets on there and sticks their elbow in, you get angry and sweaty. You break out and sweat and you're like, I thought butt massage was supposed to feel good. Not on my <laughs> table. <laughs> Not on my table. Nobody ever promised that. And so when they do it, like, <clears throat> may I give an example? Yes. Okay. So the glutes. I was working on this woman. I used to work on her and her husband in the mornings. Um, and I had just treated her whole body face up. I decided let's face up today and then we'll turn you over. I had done the whole body, nothing on the front side, nothing issuing. She rolls over. I start on the feet. No problem. Legs, no problem. Glutes. She is livid. I mean, she turned around. She's like, what the heck is that? What are you trying to do? And she was like, and in my mind, I was like, wait for it. Wait for it. And she turned around and she goes, did I tell you that my ex-husband just died? 
And I said, no. And she goes, did I tell you what his new wife left in the obituary? And I said, no. And she goes, yeah, she actually wrote in the obituary that he survived by his hot new wife. And all of a sudden, the glute muscles that were like, went, no more pain. And I looked at her and I said, what made you think of that right now? I mean, during a massage while I've treated you 45 minutes in, what made yeah. you think of that? And she goes, I don't know. It just came to me. And in my mind, it was like, there's another one. There's another one. Glutes, aggravation and suppression, these unspoken thoughts and feelings. And you're finally in a safe place because you don't want your new husband to hear you being upset. Right. <laughs> yeah. So now you're in this private place with the massage therapist who couldn't give a crap what the rest of your life looks like, right? We're in this, we're present, and then we're out of there. So we don't carry their business. They can say whatever they want because yeah. it doesn't affect me. I just get to be the board that you can, yeah, you know, throw it yeah. at. So I'm yeah. really mad. My, my, my massage girl, Rebecca, oh, yeah, she knows everything. They, they know everything. My <laughs> massage therapist, my hairdressers, they know ev they know things that I would never Nailed tell this. other people. Yeah. See? Because, because you're in a safe place and they don't know yes. anybody you know. And they yeah. don't care. And it's not that they don't care like, I don't care what's going on with you. It's that they don't have any attachment to the outside yeah. world. There's no connection. No, and so no you emotional come connection. In, yeah. yeah. And you can say anything you want. So I have listened for 20 years okay. to people tell me things that they would never tell someone else. Right. And yeah. it happens when the body's releasing and saying, you know what? This really pissed me off. So what and I've been holding here with the women that get that, that hump right here. Well, the Dowinger's hump is not emotional. That's actually structural. So that happens over years and years of terrible posture, never holding yourself up, not, you know, emotionally, I would say not having the self-confidence to be up, but it's also energy. I mean, physically it's a postural issue. Yeah. And you watch their, their vertebrae is very different than ours. Yeah. And the thing is, we have to we have to stop and think to to make her because I do that at work. I sit down all day long because I can't stand. And everybody knows I did the splits two years ago. At fifty-seven years old, it's not a good idea. Nice. Oh, not a good idea. <laughs> not, not hurts. But I do that. You know, you just I'm at a keyboard, so I'm like this. I'm on the phone, so I'm just like it just every so often. I just kind of like because I think of that the, the the women with the humps in the back and and the curves, and I'm like, mm -mm, not, not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. You know, me, you know, because I would get well, I get tension in there too, and she's like, well, you can prevent that tension and everything else by just screaming like just releasing all coming out of the front side because yep. it will like loosen everything up in there so i would do that i, I mean just i do that with clients now i'm oh, wearing my cool. citrine right now this is for throat chakra it's citrine it's, it's energy muse did you uh, ever have anyone who just okay. let out gas everyone Everyone that's on the massage table lets out gas, whether you think the therapist knows or not, because it doesn't matter. So I always add another blanket. Um, and then if there's certain people, like I used to work at a premier health spa up there in, in Lenox, Massachusetts, up in the Berkshires. And they people would come there to get very healthy and they would eat these muffins that were like a colonic they were like a 20 pound a little muffin felt like 20 pounds in the body and it would like clean you out and people would come they're eating their little veggie muffin and their drink bars juice bars and they'd get on the table and it was like a factory of gas like and they were mortified like there was a man that walked up to the massage room looked at me and kept walking and then went to the bathroom and then came back and he was like I'm so uncomfortable I'm about to get a massage and I I'm so fearful I'm going to be gassy and I was like 
Oh, everybody's gassy here. That's sort of the point because you're speeding up the body systems and, mm-hmm. and it's a natural thing. But people get, I mean, it's very uncomfortable to pass gas on the table, especially if it goes out loud. But the truth is, again, this is a non-attachment thing, you know? So yeah. like, I know that your body's releasing. I know things are moving. And a massage increases your metabolism mm-hmm. and the metabolic forces for 24 hours. So you're speeding up the whole body system. And then especially for me who does like lymphatic work, we do the stomach. So we're going in the direction of the colon. I mean, I can put my hands on a baby and tell exactly where the poop is stuck and help get it moving a little bit from massage because it's all right there. Oh my God. So many people need it, you know, and I treat stomach more often than probably most therapists because for lymphatic work, you do all the parts of the body that you never touch in a regular massage. So all the endangerment sites for deep tissue or for muscular massage are where you do for lymphatic. So the lymphatic, you're doing the neck, the armpits, the middle of the chest, you're doing the ribs, you're doing the the whole stomach, all in the direction of the colon. You're doing the inner thighs, which is called the inguinals. It's where all the lymphatic vessels are. Uh, And you're doing the back of the knee, places that you wouldn't touch on a regular massage. And the thing about lymphatic work is the lymphatic system is what we call a negative system which means that you have to start top to bottom. So if you go for lymphatic and you've got somebody at the spa instead of like a real serious therapist, if you have real issues, Mm -hmm. if they don't start with your neck, get off the table, get off. Because if they haven't started here, nothing is going to clear, nothing. And then you're going to have a backup. It makes sense. When when we do a meditation, you start filling from the top down. Yep. Exactly. You clear, That's the only way to but clear this it out. neck first, because you do the face after. You don't do the face first on this. The lymph is because the lymphatic actually dumps into the Dr. Vader calls it the terminus, but it's a it's a made up term, but it dumps into this area right above the collarbones. And that's where the whole body dumps. And then it goes down into the whole body until it comes out of the urine, the lymphatic, the extra lymph, you know, because you kind of wonder, like you're getting because we were we were talking before when we did our, our test last week. And I told you, I was just going to the chiropractor because I was really yes. bad back. And I was telling you about my voice. I asked him about that. We get all done. Correct. Did he do it? All that stuff. Yeah, he did it. He um he actually, it's like he kind of shifted that out. He moved the things down. But then he did this like thing like this, you know. And I could actually, um, I wish I could do it myself, but you can't. Like You can go like this, this way, but you turn it in and you just can't. I can't. It's only on the hyoid bone. There's only one movable bone in the whole yeah. trachea. One yeah. bone that so can I go side to I side. Yeah, I can't do it. But it did help my voice for that day. Is it supposed to click when you do that? So, uh, well, that would mean, we call it crepitus, which means like bone on bone, not a lot of cartilage. So yeah, when it clicks, bone, there's some crepitus Junky junk in there. My bones are fusing here because of all the accidents I had when I was um, younger. Oh, it's like I got whiplash so many times. So like my neck. You have to have that work then. Yeah. So these are fusing together. They look like if you look at the X-ray, it looks like points, like like little beaks that go down, Mm. where it should be like the little cutoff things. So that they're getting together. That's very painful. I'm glad you have a good chiropractor. Yeah, so I was like, but he didn't think to do that until I talked to you. You suggested that. I said it to him, and he said, wow, we really need to work more on this thing. Really do. You know, unless you practice that, 
you don't realize how important it is because very few therapists work the front of the neck. And, mm -hmm. and we learned it in massage school because I went to such a highly clinical specialized training. Uh, okay. But most people had never, because when I did the TMJ advanced training, mm -hmm. the, I was the only person in the course that even had any idea what this was or how to treat it. And so the teacher had me treat her to pass like her exam. And then I became her assistant. And then I would help teach the other students because it's such a, and it's massage, such an incredibly ticky area to be here. Yep, massage is what fixed my TMJ. I had that stupid thing to pull my jaw forward and everything. And, and then you I, go in and release the muscles. And yeah, and it was the massage jaw. Yes, ma'am. Okay, two things. But when I have a question, I generally stick my hand up because then I'm not interrupted. Two things. What is TMJ? And if somebody's going to get a massage for the first time, what would be the first massage that you would recommend them to go for? Not that one. <laughs> Not the stuff with the TMJ unless they've nope. had an injury. Um, so TMJ, TMJ is your temporal mandibular joint. Temporal yeah. mandibular joint. It's in the jaw. Yeah. So when you open your mouth, if you hear any sort of clicking, it's up uh -huh. here high in the jaw. Yeah. Um, and I actually um, put on gloves and go inside your mouth. So That's people more. come to me because there's injuries. People don't come to me to go, I really need to relax. I'm not your person for that. Yeah. I'm never your person for that. I'm your person for you need me specifically for my training. Uh, and the putting on the gloves and going inside the mouth will change your life. Now, unfortunately, more states than less, it's illegal for massage to do TMJ because they make up these ridiculous rules and every state has a different licensure if they even have a licensure. And then what happens is the physical therapists push back really hard on massage because they don't want massage in their field of physical therapy. And so massage therapists have much less um, opportunity than the PTs and people because PTs are covered by insurance. Massage is not. Uh, the only time be. I've got a massage once um, my, my kids paid for me for a day at the spa. Once you had once. Okay. See, and you know, what's amazing. If you go to the spa and you have a massage, you walk away thinking that massage therapist oh, no. is the best I, I in learned. the world. Yeah, no, I learned when I, when I did what I did and the insurance sent me to the physical therapy at a physical therapy massage. And this girl, totally she different. was, she was five foot nothing and she was petite, but my God, she, she, as you said, but right? my I, I did it. I just got close that close to crying, and she goes, "Are you gonna cry?" I'm like, "No, I swear," because I didn't want her to feel bad. But it hurt. But it I don't think good. she'll feel bad. You know what? Even me, if you can see, my elbows come with a hook. Do you see how they're like hooked? They're like naturally, and I can get under those bones and do things that I get under those shoulder blades and strip it down. Okay, so so what was the, okay? First massage okay. people should go. First massage people, if they're just going to relax, they should look for a Swedish massage or a hot stone therapy or a, a specific infused oil with essential oils. Go to something relaxing to first get used to somebody touching your body in that way yeah. because that's different than um, even a partner. A, a massage is a very sacred practice and you yeah. are being touched all over. You're draped. If, if you're not being draped accordingly, also get off the table. There's a lot of, you know, there's a half and half with massage in the industry because mm -hmm. 
there are a lot of people that take advantage of your vulnerability. Not tons, but I hear more stories than I care to admit. And then you have these really fantastic therapists that take really good care of your body. This is, they have to make you feel safe. If I don't create a safe space for you, I don't know what I would do. So that's why I, I explain everything I'm doing and why. And, and I'm having a conversation with your body instead of really like, hey, how are you? What's going on? Instead, it's like, listen, I don't even need to hear what's going on with you. Let me ask your body and then yeah. I'll ask you. That, that's just um, like yeah. Becky was. I miss her so much. Oh, my God. I cannot find anyone like her. And you are. You well, are. they are out there, but they're not the norm. They're not the norm. It is hard. Ask for credentials. Um, yeah. Word of mouth is always good, but by somebody that you really respect, that knows body work. The other place that I would highly suggest is find your local massage school and start there because it's super discounted because they're students. They have a teacher overlooking, so they are straight legit. And it's it's a third of the price. So you can go more often. So I did this. I did that, right? When Becky got out of massage school, um, it was her and her husband at the time that went to school together. They learned from the same teacher. They learned the same techniques. They were completely different. Isn't that interesting? Yep. Yeah. And then another girl, because she couldn't do me one time for, you know, one week. Because I, I did. I had to come every week because I did physical labor. I couldn't work without her, really, you know. And um, and so it was like she she said, well, this girl I went to school with, too. And sometimes she works on me. She goes, would you mind having her come? And I said, no, no, we'll try. So she comes. She was horrible. I mean, she was horrible. And I, you know what I did? I was just like, I, I called up Becky after I thought, you know, like, I'm like, it's not your fault. You know, I said, I just feel bad for you because if she's the one that has to work on you and what you do for people, I feel bad for you because, you know, she yeah. she gives. You know well, there's a relationship that happens with the person's nervous system and your hands. And it doesn't generally happen on time one. So, I always do say to give it more than one try to make sure that they are not the right. But if you feel that way, if you're like, wow, mm -mm. but you have this thing where you love that. I have, I have a few different therapists in my arsenal for what I need. You know, like if there's somebody like when my, the love of my life dog was dying, I called my dear friend that went to massage school with me. And I said, can I come over? Can I come over and have you work on me? And just let me cry. Just let me cry so that my body does not retain this pain. Mm -hmm. Oh, because I couldn't, but I knew she was the one I needed to call that day. So it wasn't yeah. like, hey, I need legit body work. No, I need to lay on your table and cry. And I just want your hands on me. And I don't care. I don't care if you go deep. I don't care if you go soft. I don't care. Just let me cry. And there was a time that I went back to massage school and I had one of the students working on me. And it was right after my pumpkin did pass away. And, and I got on the table and cried. I was supposed to do this interview. I'm supposed sure. to be on camera. And I've got this mascara down my face. I, I was so hysterical. I went from the room where there were several people getting massage to where the owner of the massage school was like, I'm going to put you in my office and I'm going to bring the therapist here because I could not control myself, which I have to say, if you can get on a massage table and let your body release while loving touch is touching you with nothing expected on the reciprocating line, you can heal in a way that 10 years of therapy would not compare to because your body is releasing things that have been stored for so long that people a lot of times will come and go, wow, I feel like I just had five years of therapy. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm not saying don't go to therapy. I'm saying use them both. But if we, yeah. if we disregard the part that our body plays in our healing, we are missing more than half of the ability for our bodies to heal because we are not finding an outlet. And, and I like journaling because in my mind, I went through years of really bad anxiety and panic. I think that anxiety is creativity with no place to go. Yes. And writing is what because gave me the exit. Exactly. You got to get it out of here, down there. And then it cannot, like this stuff can't stay in your body. And once you get, and I will say, I've always been in tune with my body. I've always exercised and meditated, you know, a lot of different things, but nothing put me in touch with my body the way that being a student in massage school, because you're spending three hour classes for one group of muscles. And by the time that you leave massage school, you have this intuitiveness inside your body that is like nothing that you can compare to because now it's like, I feel anything that's even my sister was in a car accident and she called me that morning. She had lost her voice. So I knew we had to do the longest coli work and get her voice back. And I wanted to help the body dialogue. So not to hold the trauma. And I had my hands on the back of her head and I could literally feel the thoughts trickling into the body and starting to settle. And I realized it happened. So I can't change the dynamic of the facts but I can change the depth to which the body's going to hold it. Yeah. Because when you get on a massage table, you'll be surprised to find out that people will be holding from a car accident that happened 20 years prior and they won't remember it. And then you get on there and you're like, did something happen in this area? And they go, I mean, I was a kid, I was in Iraq, this happened. And your body's going, I've been waiting for you to find me, find me. I, you know, I want to leave with you. Let's yeah. go. Oh, Even I drive, driving down the, down the highway with Bob, Bob's driving. And I'll be like, I'm grabbing the old shit bar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> me too. You know, cause I'm just like, ah, I'm like, and he's like, will you stop it? You're going to make me get into an accident. You know, and I'm like, I can't help it. I've been in accidents when you get close to a truck, you know, it's like, here's the truck. You're going to ride right here where the yeah. truck can't see you. Where like, you can't see you. Get past them. Just go. Just go. This is exactly why I wrote this book. Let me tell you this. The exactly why I wrote this book is this thought. If you are in a car accident, and I always use this as my example because it's the less intrusive. If you're in a car accident, your memory around the actual accident becomes hazy because your mind ejects itself from the body in the moment of impact because it's the gift of the mind. You separate from the body, whether it's a physical accident and abuse. People talk about hovering over their bodies so they can they can handle it, so that they can survive it. Okay, so the body and the mind disconnect, but the body doesn't have an eject button. And so all those things that happened that your mind can't fully comprehend anymore and is open to interpretation, your body mm -hmm. has the exact facts. There's no shifting yeah. what happened to the body. And this is the work then yeah. why we have a journal and why we have a meditation so that you can go into the body because you think that you know why your body's holding what trauma. But mm -hmm. then when you go in and start listening, the story that your body has may not even be the same day as what you're associating and thinking, oh, I have this issue because this happened 10 years ago. But your body might be saying, actually, you know what? It was when your teacher said this out loud and I never could get over it and I'm holding that pain in here. And so when you had that accident, it hit the same place. But the deeper root is this old pattern, you know? And it, I mean, it's just, it's fascinating because your body doesn't have an eject. So everything is factual. 
when you're going into the body and, and you're reminded of things that you may have let go of and thought, well, that's not that big of a deal because your mind can process and go, Hey, that's, that shouldn't cause you that much pain. And your body's saying, no, I'm still seven. And that hurts, <laughs> right. you know? <laughs> and so it's, it's learning that, that community. Now I will tell you, I love this book so, so much, but I have to say, honestly, it's my first book ever picked up an audio. I love it more in audio. And it's not my voice. It's it's a woman named Stina Nielsen, and I chose her. And her voice is perfect. It has no accent. It's a perfect American English. And I really, when I listen to her, it's really, except for the fact that she butchers the word fascia. She calls it fasci, which like makes my skin crawl. But outside of that, it is a it is a perfectly executed book. And when I listen to it. I have to say it's, it's more valuable, <laughs> except for the facey. When I heard that, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> well, you know, some people get a little touchy too with the chakras. It's either a chakra or a chakra or whatever. People you know? get really attached. Like technically because it's from the Hindu, they say chakra, but for an American, we say chakra because Americans decided that our language is the best language and everyone else should bow to us. This is what I've Absolutely. learned moving out of America. Moving out of America made me realize that I'm a little bit of a douchebag and I don't even realize it because all of a sudden you're like, you say things and you're like, well, it was completely rude. And you have to like back up and go, okay, I'm now the foreigner. I am now on their territory and I need to back it up because as an American, we are really, we don't even realize that you're taught it, but you are taught born and bred that you are the best. Everybody else is under. Do you remember my big fat Greek wedding? And he says, there's Greeks and everyone who wishes they were Greek. That's how I feel like with Americans. It's like you're American and everyone who wishes you're American. And then you find out that that's not actually true. They don't wish they're American and that not you now. have kind not of been now. misled. Yeah. Well, I, I, I used to think that way. I did. I, I, I really did, you know, because, yeah, we, we were taught this our whole entire lives, you know. And, um, you know, we bring world peace to everyone. And then mm -hmm. the last, what, six years or so, I'm like embarrassed to be an American. It was hard to move during such a tumultuous time in, in world history because you want to like run around and go, I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those. I swear it. I swear it. I'm kind. I'm still kind. I still love you. You know? Because wow. people would like here, it was really, it was hard because we moved here in the middle of the pandemic. We moved here. We were the last people allowed in the borders of Malta and America was the number one red line, not allowed on the plane, not allowed in the country. And it was odd to be in an airport layover in the Netherlands and get a piece of paper that says, if you're coming from these countries, you may not enter. And America was first. Wow. And I'm used to people being like, you're American. Wow. And now it's like, you don't get that at all. And the most I've gotten is a kid that walked by me because I worked at the school last year because it was my only way to be able to see where my children were going to school. So I became the bus supervisor in the morning so that I could get into the school and meet the teachers and everything. And so I was helping the kids line up and this kid walked by and he goes, yep, you're American. And kept walking. <laughs> How can you tell? No, I wear, I wear, yeah, I wear my mass hole shirt. <laughs> I, do. I do. I actually pack it to take it up up to because uh, I'm going back to Massachusetts, you know. But I am. That's what I say. I am. I live in Pennsylvania right now, but you know, Pennsylvania. <laughs> but, but I am a mass hole through and through. 
I'm telling you, it is, it's been a, for me living in a different country during this time in world history has been a waking up to my spirit. And it's been interesting because I can't work here. So I'm not in practice at all. My husband's company is on a grant and I haven't been in full-time practice in years anyway, because I write. So it actually didn't affect my work because I still write books and I still have my radio show out of California. And so people all the time are like, wow, you really gave up your ego. You're not working. And I'm thinking, I am working my butt off. Just not yeah, I don't see like you think. Say that. Oh my God. Like I am busy. And now I'm writing for the tourism magazine. Like I've just changed. So now my interviews are for you know farmers and I'm tracking the foods. But there's always something... Like I emailed the tourism magazine and said, hi, I'm an American author. I want to write an article. And I said, no, that's not true. I want to write a column. And then they, they wrote back and they said, well, full disclosure, we can't afford to pay you, but we'd love to have you. And I wrote back and said, full disclosure, I'm not allowed to get paid. So let's take the money discussion off the table. What can I do for you? What can you do for me? And let's make this thing happen. And so now it's a whole article called Emily in Malta. And they have a camera crew follow me. And I've met the coolest people. I mean, I was out in Gozo, the sister island of Malta, a couple weeks ago for their sea salt. And they're on Netflix restaurants from the edge. And I'm up with this family who's been doing this since the 1800s, passed down with the salt pans and, and learning about the sea salt and eating it right off the water bench. And, you know... It's, it's so neat what I've gotten to do, but it's because I've put myself out there in ways that I, I never fully did in America. And also there's so many people in America that, that you don't really get your, you don't get a lot of opportunities like you think because there's a million authors out there trying to do the same stuff. But here in Malta, I'm incredibly niche and being an American author has its value. And so when I want to write something or do something and, and I'm not trying to stiff you for particular money it makes it a lot of fun. So I've gotten these opportunities, like me riding the school van. That's a paid position, but I volunteered. So usually it's older women that are retired and they ride to school with these children so that the driver can drive and the children are safe. And last year when I was signing my kids up to go to a school that I was not allowed to enter, not allowed to tour, not allowed to find their classroom, not allowed to meet their teacher because it's COVID. And so I'm sending them to a school that I have never stepped foot in. And so what do I do? I call the government. I would like to sign my kids up for this van to a place I still don't know how to get to because it was so hard learning to drive here. I took driving school like I'm 15 all over again for months because it's so different on the other side of the road and the traffic is insane and all the roads are like really one and a half lanes for two lane cars. It's very stressful. And so when they said, oh, your van doesn't have a chaperone this year. And I said, I'll do it. And so I rode that school bus every single day from the first day of school to the last day of school so that I could see where my kids are going to go instead of like, hey, seven and nine-year-old children in a foreign country, good luck. I hope you have a great day at school. Find your teachers. Find your classroom. You're going to be great. You know? <laughs> and so instead, yeah, like, and my, like my daughter came home crying her eyes out because in America, we call them Miss Smith or whatever, your, your last name. Here in Malta, they call them by their first name, Miss Caroline. So my daughter comes home thinking she was in the wrong classroom the whole day and didn't have the courage to go say, I'm not in the right classroom. Wow. And so she comes home and she was like, I was in the wrong room the whole day. And I was like, what? What, what class? Miss uh, Emily Smith. You know, I'm going to say my name instead. And I was like, but that is your teacher. Mrs. Smith was your teacher, Miss Emily Smith. And she was like, 
<laughs> oh, fucking oh my god! And here in, in here in Malta, they have English and then Maltese. And it's only uh, it's only a Malta language. It's seventy percent Arabic. And so the teachers are like, "Hello, Poopa," and you're like, "Poopa," and that means doll. Like, "Good morning, doll." And so my kids are getting off the bus, and they're like, "Good morning, Poopa." <laughs> you're like. Sounds good enough. They sound sweet when they're saying it. And I text my friend, what's poopa? You know, she's like, doll. It means doll. And then the whole time, because we're on this van and they say, what's your number? And I say, route eight. And the kids are like, tee, tee, don't say route. Don't say route. So I'm like, what? And you have to say root because route in Maltese is a bag of crap. <laughs> Oh, so this is a major learning curve. <laughs> it has been the most fun because I knew, like, I have to come here like a blank sponge and absorb a new life and make it work in my favor because I want, there was a couple things I wanted for my life that America did not give me. The number one being I wanted a GMO-free country and Malta is. So that is where I started. And that's why I'm doing all these food interviews, because I'm, I'm feeling the soil and learning about these cultivated practices that are not laden with poison. I'm going to remember that one. I'm glad. <laughs> Don't say route over here in Malta. Say root. Root. We're on route eight, not route. <laughs> and it wasn't. And the kids wouldn't tell me what it meant. Because they're like giggling and they're like, don't say it, don't say it. And then my friend, uh, am I allowed to say a bad word? Am I allowed to say the S-H word on here? Okay, so my friend is in my kitchen. She's been my my leading role model here in Malta. She took me under her wing. And I said something, route something, and she goes, don't say route. That's a bag of shit. <laughs> and I was like, what? So I was like, okay, because the kids kept laughing, but they would never tell me what it is. Well, and like, they, can't say that. they don't want to say that. And then like uh, my first interview for Oh My Malta was with the potatoes. It was a potato farmer for Air Malta. He grows the potatoes that they use on the airplane. And they're like, the Maltese potatoes do not taste like American potatoes. They taste like heaven in your mouth. They are non-poisoned. They are amazing. The soil here, the sun, the air, it's beyond. So I'm interviewing this farmer for the um, potatoes. And now it's even being uh, shown on Air Malta flights, this video interview. Um, but in Maltese, your bottom is your patata. So sit all the way on your patata. And so the kids are telling, I'm telling them, I'm going to go do this interview for potatoes. And they're like, don't say potato. It's a patata. And I was like, uh-uh, you're not fooling me, kids. I'm not getting on there on a video and saying patata. And they're like, no. And they always say, miss, that's how they call you here. Miss, miss, no, I'm telling the truth. It's patata. It's patata. And I would not believe them. So I come back from the interview and they're like, did you say patata? I said, no, I did not say potato. I'm not getting on a live interview and saying your bottom for potatoes. And, and then I found out it's true. So the patata is, in fact, both a potato and your butt. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not using it on a live interview, just in case. All right. So, yeah, do you like the cameraman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, you can go either way. You can go either way. But that is hilarious. I'm sorry, Mama's internet crashed. It happened. She was having some problems before the show started. So, if I uh, oh, maybe maybe we might have her back. There she, she is. is. Oh, hi, honey. Yeah, every once in a while it happens. 
Yeah, all of a sudden it kind of y'all kind of got glitchy and then i was like it y'all disappeared and i was like what the and then noticed the little internet symbol on my router is like red and i was like, oh yeah sharon says welcome back thank you very much <laughs> i like you sharon she's very interactive she's a great sure. there's a lot yeah there's a lot going on over here and we got some good does anybody have any questions do we want to talk about the body and any place that you want to know where some emotions sit yeah because i want to circle back to the book for a, a, a i need to get the book i need to get all your books i i need to get yes the other, the other two with this one so i can have the series but i want yes, to yes we need a trilogy are you on these two are a match so if you look wait yeah they come together they're a match yeah. do you see that oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah so these two were published through llewellyn llewellyn worldwide everybody you guys definitely know llewellyn these yes. two are llewellyn books and then this one is an hci book so it doesn't resemble the other two but they are really uh, a trilogy hmm. okay all right because they are amazing you know so amazon.ca here i come you know, Malta doesn't have Amazon. No. No, it's true. We have to order from Amazon Germany or Amazon UK, and it takes like three months to get here. That's okay. Half the things that are on Amazon.com are not on .ca. A lot of books don't come out on .com, and the only thing I get on .ca oh. is the Kindle version. And I'm sorry. I like no. to actually hold I like to touch, dog ear, highlight. Oh, I make a mess of my books. You ought to see Gina's books. And she's done with them, but, my, yeah. yeah. My by the time my books are done, oh yeah, they they're just like there's there's one dog here on this this page. Yes, right here, they get you know? the little dog. And then I write, and I'm gonna do the journaling. I'm gonna write actually. I'm gonna write in the book. So because this is gonna be my book. A lot of times I'll take I'll my readers off, and I will actually you know either donate it to someone that really needs it or something like that. And then I have my personal books. This is going to be in my personal book because you oh, can go to it for so many different things. Just what I've read so far. And then I got to the uh, chapter on grief and because I just lost my puppy, you know, not that long ago. <sighs> that chapter, I just, it's like, I want to read it. I want to work it. Not yeah. And I can't do it. It's like. Do I'm, it later. Do that one later. It's not, it's not time. Go, to that go over the action bridge and start working on the happier. This is not, you don't have to go in order. Right. Exactly. You just don't. This is so like open the book and feel like, what do I need today? What do, what emotion do you know? And, and even I have it on audio in my car as part of my, you know, MP, whatever. And my kids, I realized one time I was playing one of the more heavy emotions and I realized I don't want them to hear it. I don't want them to absorb it. So when my kids are in the car, I only play happy, joy, connected or empowered because I want them to hear those expressions of emotion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and so i'll do that you do, you do you do chapters on all these things and uh and a chapter on shame too i have a neurostimulator implant in my spine and i have a transmitter screwed together at the c7 c8 it hurts so bad Emily, okay i would skip a massage and go straight to craniosacral therapy i would go to uh another type of body work so if it were me and I had that going on, I would go to upledger.com, U-P-L-E-D-G-E-R, upledger.com, and click find a therapist. Put in your zip code, and then it lists it by most trained to least trained. 
So you want a therapist that has two lines of training across the top. You want them to have their, their CS1, CS2. You want them to have um, the lymphatic, the visceral manipulation. You want them to be as well-trained as humanly possible, an upledger craniosacral therapist, or you want to go to like an energy worker, but craniosacral therapy looks like watching paint dry, but the effects are massive. They are massive. They are inside the cerebral spinal fluid. So you with this fusing and, and the issues in the cervical spine, I, I don't think I would go for a physical manipulation. I would go for the holding patterns that craniosacral can offer, which by the way, and this is not, honestly, the more that I get away from this book, the more I realize this is the one that everybody should actually have whole body healing because it's your reference manual into all places healing. So it's your physical, emotional, energetic, and spiritual, and who lives there? Who's under those umbrellas? And then at the back of the book is your easy-to-read guide. What's out there under physical? What's out there under emotional? What's out there under energetic? What's out there under spiritual? Because there are so many different types of body, body healing. And so mm -hmm. many different types of body work where you do not have to lay on a table and have cream and oil and all this stuff, but, but the results might be even more beneficial. So things like craniosacral therapy is exactly, that's exactly right. Craniosacral, um, it can change really the whole conversation that your body is, is holding because it works with fascia restriction patterns, which obviously you have around that cervical spine where it's had to be fused. Um, they do incredible work with concussions, neurological issues. Um, my child, if I dare be so bold, my child was diagnosed with a mild to moderate autism spectrum. And we did everything that they said to do. And we saw very little results. Then we started craniosacral therapy. She became fully verbal. Her brain completely reorganized. They removed her diagnosis in full less than two years later. And people all the time go, oh, she grew out of it. No, she was five. She did not grow out of it. She was five. It's because the brain was still so open and the craniosacral therapy. When I, I met the Upledger School to interview them about fascia and muscles for my book, The Body Heals Itself. And when I went down to Florida and went to their clinic, it was wall-to-wall -wall children. And I said, why are there so many kids? And they said, oh, people fly from all over the world. We specialize in autism spectrum disorders, sensory processing issues, ADHD. And I was like, you have to treat my child. You have to. You have to work on her. And my, my child wouldn't let the therapist touch her. She, like, removed her hand all the time. Craniosacral therapy, you stay dressed. So it's like I went to the training because the, uh, the founder's son sent me to level one training as a gift so that I could properly articulate what they do in my book. But he didn't realize he was going to give my child full recovery, full. Wow. She, she has no therapies, no special, no special services in school, everything. In fact, um, I'll show you. I am, I am the chapter on recovery for Autism Essentials. Beautiful. Because, uh, and this is a massive book, but I am the chapter on recovery because not enough people talk about it or are allowed to talk about it. But craniosacral therapy, I credit, I'd say 95% of her recovery was craniosacral therapy. I've helped families all the way out in Egypt find their therapist. Up ledger though. It has to be up ledger trained and, and they need to be, and for a, for a child, if you've heard this and you go, oh my God, I have friends that need this. You have to find a pediatric trained craniosacral therapist. PED has to be in there. Or you call the school or you look around because you cannot be playing around. This is your brain. 
It's the brain and the spinal fluids that are around the brain. Yeah, we're hopping a plane tomorrow. <laughs> you coming to Malta? <laughs> but honestly, so if you have these issues in your spine, look at some of the alternatives to healing that don't require a, a standard massage. Standard massage is fantastic for certain people. It's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out what way your body is going to be able to respond in a safe and healthy manner. Right. It, you know, at a pace that it's like, my mom came here to Malta and ended up getting shingles and, and she went back home. She's walking with a cane and she's like, my neighbor says I should go to physical therapy. My neighbor's a physical therapist. Of course, that's what she's going to say. For me, I, I keep saying this to her. I was like, mom, you have to go to Dr. Du. He's a neurologist from Beijing. He's an acupuncturist. You go for neurological, you go for acupuncture, you go for the Chinese medicine, get those nerves working again. Shingles is a nerve issue. She finally sucked it up and went to see Dr. Dew yesterday and feels like a million bucks. Can't believe how much better. My acupuncturist had a client who'd had Bell's palsy, uh, paralysis of one side of the face. In America, it's considered idiopathic, without cure, without cause. In Chinese medicine, they know the cause, they know the cure. She cleared it in two sessions. Wow. Two wow. sessions. And there's no, there's no looking at the slight droop anymore. It's not there. So there are a lot of ways. You go to certain, mostly Western medicine, to find your research, to find your diagnosis. But then you go towards the Eastern to get treated. Because do you just want to have the outline of what's the matter? Or do you want to have a pathway to how do we get better? And that requires both sides. So I'm not saying don't go West. I'm saying don't go West without bringing East. Don't go East without going West. Get your proper diagnosis. Get your information. You have to know what you're working with. But then when you're like my dog had some sort of a seizure something and I took him to my vet who did blood work. It was all clear. Who did fluids. They were fine. Who kept him overnight. Nothing changed. I asked for an x-ray. Was there anything wrong with the spine? No. And that was it. They, they send you home and go, okay, we've done everything we can do. We'll give you some pain medicine. And then I found the one acupuncturist on this island that does animal acupuncture. And guess what? We got him treated. And he hasn't had any of the seizures or anything because the way they look at your body is in your energy your bowels, your sleep states, your tongue. They do a whole tongue assessment. And so to me, it was, I went to the vet first and spent $500 to figure out that nothing potentially is wrong. And then I went to the holistic vet and got an actual plan of treatment. I put them on a raw food diet. We changed everything. This is how you get healing in action. So these healing modalities, the problem is not enough people know they exist. And that's what I want people to learn. Do we have a commercial? Yeah. Yeah. I got to, I got to, um, actually. I'm bad. Sorry. Commercial time. That's fine. It's good. Share screen thing. Okay, go to my desktop. I forgot to even put it up here. <laughs> okay. So. We are so into this. We just. I know. I know. Up. So please Bob, don't. we love you, but. People are, it, while we're doing our commercial break, um, if you have anybody that has all these issues and pent up emotional damage and everything else, and you want to find out where they live in your bodies, come back with us in a few minutes. All right? The Fox Den is now proudly sponsored by Vortex Ghost Gear, one of the leading fabricators of paranormal equipment. Bob Christopher is the founder and creator of Vortex Ghost Gear. Bob has decades of investigating, starting with his team at NEPA Paranormal and as lead in the popular local PA TV show, 
ghost detectives. His experience and knowledge of how spirits could be seen or heard is how he manufactures equipment for specific scenarios of spirit manifestation and communication. Ghost hunting equipment made by a ghost hunter. He is the only manufacturer of the lifelike trigger prop cats, and there is a litter to choose from, and also the trigger prop dogs with a few new additions to the kennel. Using proximity meters wired to lights and sound, these have proven to be highly effective communication devices in the field of study. The HDL, another Vortex exclusive, allowing specific items to be the highlight or trigger of your investigation. For example, place the item on a metal tray or attach directly to any metal object, such as keys or glasses that continue to go missing or moved. Ask the spirit to touch the item. The HDL will light. It has an optional sound option as well. This device was used on Travel Channel's Ghost Nation with great results. The Dome, a static detector, can be the most useful device in your gear bag. This is to back up the theory that spirits manifest using static electricity. By using several, you can track a spirit, for example, walking down a hallway, setting off each as it passes. The Geophone detects vibrations. This is another way to track movement if a claim is footsteps in the hallway or stairwell. Set the sensitivity and place the device in that area and its band of lights will show a range of vibrations. From the slightest tapping, lighting only a few lights, to the loudest thumping, lighting its entire range. The V-Pod holds a special place for those who love the idea of REM pods. Use this sleeker, smaller, easier to transport device and it has two sound modes, REM and musical. The customizable items are the Easy Scan Ghost Box, which is very popular due to the ease of use, and they are custom decorated to the individual or team using them. Bob programs and uses an Arduino-based computer scanning FM waves to potentially communicate with the spirit realm in real time. Every box is different, every box is unique, and all custom hand decorated by Gina Bankston. The newest item to Vortex Ghost Gear is the CryptoCords Motion Activated Music Box. Place the item with a sensor pointing in the direction you wish to monitor. If something crosses the V pattern emanating from the box's sensor, the music and light will activate. Take your investigating to the next level with many of Vortex Ghost Gear's unique and custom creations by Bob Christopher by visiting www vortexghostgear.com View all the products and get your equipment today. You can also investigate with Bob and Gina with Ghostly Excursions, taking people to some of the most haunted locations in the United States by visiting www.ghostlyexcursions.com and join us on our next adventure. Hello? Somebody help us, please? We heard that you take in wounded soldiers. We are also Masons. I saw the Mason flag outside. Tango, tango, tango. Holy. Something keeps touching it. Do you think maybe they're trying to bring you your sword? I feel like once we said we're Masons, that's when it started going off. Because the Weems family Masons. This is somebody in the Weems family. 
Are you Thomas? There goes, there goes, there goes. Are you here with us now? <laughs> this is why you put stuff on and you put yourself in their shoes. This is why this you is do, why that. do it. You're absolutely right. There, I had to unmute us. <laughs> oh, good, because my dogs came in during this. They came and interrupted, and I, oh, I have, usually, two, have two out of three. <laughs> <laughs> two out of three Mama dogs D's, are in here. Yeah, Mama D's dog always, you know, comes in. She has a dog and a cat, and they'll start scuffling. My my dog used to come in. And she was old, so she would walk and grunt. So you'd hear her going, grunt, grunt, grunt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hi, we lost you again for a minute. Hi. <laughs> you stay with us this time. Thank you for reminding me to take a station break, Mama. Uh-huh. <laughs> she always does that. Time, it's time. I get into the conversation. It's important. I understand. <laughs> Sorry, my alarm went off and I kind of went, no, no, no. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right, so, okay. So we were talking about the, the opportunities for healing from different modalities, the Chinese medicine and and craniosacral therapy. Um, there's a there's just a lot. So I host a show on Healthy Life Radio called All About Healing, and I like to explore the different opportunities. So the book, uh, The Body Heals Itself, is your reference manual to all things available out there. And then I tell I I walk you through what it is, how to find a good therapist. Um, your specialties, your doctors that are specialized. You know, this started, I started taking note of how important um, knowing what's out there because I was, I was doing a massage once and <clears throat> this woman had these really bizarre little hardened circles in her myofascial tendon on the base of the foot, on the arch of the foot between where, when you lift your big toe and this tendon pops out and there's like a nickel sized on both feet, this hardened circle. And so I started at her feet and I said, okay, what's going on here? What do we have here? And she goes, oh, um, it's a, it's a fallen tendon. And I was like, okay. And then I, I'm massaging and I'm like, a fallen tendon? A tendon connects a muscle to a bone. So how does it fall in the middle and only in one place? And so I was like, listen, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm confused a fallen tendon, a tendon connects a muscle to a bone. I don't understand how it could fall in the same place on both feet and, and just fall. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Who diagnosed this? And at the same time I said, did you see a podiatrist? You know what she said? What's no. a podiatrist? Oh, wow. What's a podiatrist? And I said, so who told then who diagnosed it? She goes, oh, my family doctor said it's probably this. And I said, okay, this is where we get into trouble because doctors don't like to look like they don't know. But what they need to do is say, this isn't my specialty. Let me send you to a podiatrist and get a proper diagnosis. And if you don't know better, like this woman didn't, she just lived with it for years, years. And then when I said, please promise me that you will go home and call a podiatrist and get a proper diagnosis and see if there's treatment. Because I've never seen anything like this. I have no idea what this mm -hmm. is. But please go to a podiatrist. And she looked at me and she goes, well, now you make me feel stupid. 
And I was like, I'm not trying to make you feel stupid. I'm trying to get you help. I'm trying to get you to the right place because why would you live with this pain for years and just decide that whatever flippant comment your doctor made, if, if you heard the words, it might be, it's probably, and you don't go take it upon yourself to back it up to it is, and here's the test procedures that'll show why. And then you, and then you seek treatment. So you, you first have to gather your parameters. Where are you starting from? What's the information that you have? What's the diagnosis? What's the prognosis? What's that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it became really important to me because we're not taught these things in school. People don't even know. I was standing in my friend's house and I had like a weird cramp right around my liver. I was like, oh, oh God, I hope that's not my liver. And she went, that's not even where your liver is. And I looked at her and I went, that's exactly where your liver is. And she was like, oh, I don't really know where your liver is. I just want to make you feel better. You know, and it was like, okay, this is a problem. Wow. Like, this is a problem. But we're not taught. How many people really know where your liver is, where your gallbladder is, where your pancreas is, where your spleen is? We don't know. Because unless you're in the healthcare field, they teach you for a week, maybe, in school, and you're done. Unless you get sick. Why Why am I hurting right here? Well, that's a gallbladder. Exactly. Why am I hurting back here? Why is the appendix, you know, I have pain over here, but something, you know, until, and unless you get sick, you become a a queen bee at it, right? You become like the expert in this area of your body. And to me, the more knowledge you have, the more you can head things off at the pass. You know, not everything came to take you down, but if you don't listen for years upon years, it's going to have its way with you. It's, it's going to, you're going to succumb to the ignorance that you never either wanted to know or had any idea that somebody could help. Yeah. I because- want that life. I, I, I do. I, I told that line. I do the same thing. I'm just like, you know, all this is going on all the time, you know, um, breathing issues and everything else. You get COVID and then I got, I had to go find out, you know, and COVID pummeled my lungs, you know, so now yes. I guess COPD and emphysema. Did I want to know that that was going on? No. Should I have known that was going on? Probably, <laughs> you know. I mean, and, that's, uh, but that's the hard part is sometimes you don't want to know. Sometimes like, and, and I don't, okay, let's, let's just put like a hypothetical that someone could have something that there's not a lot of treatment for. Would you be better off just not knowing then and having a great quality of life and doing the best you can? Like, you know, we don't know. I mean, but then that's where I go different and go, okay, there's a lot of therapeutic remedies out there that are not living at your regular doctor's office. But if you go to a functional medicine or integrative medicine, or you start to look outside the box and, and this became a huge Mm -hmm. deal when I did have a child who was on the spectrum and, and had a million therapies. And I'm talking to these different moms and I was living in Atlanta, Georgia. So you had these, here I was already a Reiki master and doing, you know, different work. So I'm doing a ton of work with my kid, right? And you have all these people that go, no, 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 that compromises my faith. My, my pastor said, you can't do that. No energy, no this, no that. And you're like, it's your child. Are you kidding me right now? You think that like God didn't put all this out there for you to use, but instead you're listening to this one really narrow minded person. And now you've missed a whole array of healing. And so one of the big things that I always talk about, especially to moms, because there are moms that could be really close-minded until their kid gets sick. And then they're willing to rub their bodies down with snake oil if they need to, because they'll do whatever it takes to make the child better, right? But there, you have to be willing to take off your blinders 
and know that there are incredible healing opportunities. Ionic foot baths. You want to get some of that junk out of you? If you're going through chemo, get the foot baths. Get things. I mean, there are there is a load of of things that is out there for you. And then you know what? I they they say this like um. So I, I go to something called NAET from my naturopath, not here in Malta because I can't find it, but in Georgia, we did it all the time. And that's Nambrujapad's allergy elimination technique. That is what made my children not have to be on a gluten diet anymore, gluten-free, oh. because they weren't celiac. So if you're celiac, that's a different game. But all these other people that have to do gluten-free or dairy-free or all these things, there are other alternative ways. So we've been going to NAET, not just for our food stuff, but then we started to do it for emotions and things that are hiding in the body. So when he muscle tests, he'll go through these four fingers as an emotional, spiritual, energetic, physical. What's the, where does it come from? And then he'll treat you for it. And that was a game changer. Because now we didn't have to show up for birthday parties with our own cupcakes. No, 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 baby. You cannot have that birthday cake. Here's yours. You know, and, and it became huge. But there's a lot, lot out there that we just don't know lives. lives and it does. That's true. That's true. Mama, you had a question. Mama? Hello? Are you hearing me, Mama? Yeah, yeah, no, I just. Do you have a question? No, I'm good. Okay. You had raised your hand before, so I was like, you know, and then I think it was just something. So if you need this reference book, this is Whole Body Healing. And it's Create Your Own Path to Physical, Emotional, Energetic, and Spiritual Wellness. And the reason that I talk about this too is that your energy body is different than your emotional body. People interchange them, but they're not the same because if it's emotional, you're looking at therapy. You're looking at counseling. You're looking at hypnotherapy, talk therapy, EMDR therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy. You're looking at a totally different array of what's out there. And then if you're talking energy, you're talking Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic practice, prana healing, things that are that works with the energy body, right? If physical, you need to know what specialists are out there. If you have an issue in one part of your body and you go just to the regular one doctor and he doesn't refer you, do you know, I went to a gastroenterologist because I kept having this one really odd, sharp pain. And I was like, I go into the, to the GI doctor and I go, okay, it's exactly where the colon is at that turn. And this is where it hurts. And, and she goes, can you point to it? I said, yes, it's exactly right here. And she goes, yeah, then GI is not your problem. I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, gastrointestinal, all that is, is like where you can't quite pinpoint. If you know exactly where the pain is, it's not in your GI tract. And she goes, now, good luck. She goes, because we have this a lot and nobody can figure out what it is. I was like, oh, okay, I'm on my way then because uh, there's no possible way that I'm going to have this issue and leave it. So I go to my naturopath, NAET, does the testing and says, this is an energy pocket where you stuff your feelings. It's a pocket. We, I call them pain pockets through your body. But he talked about it like it's a little pocket where you decide this is where you're going to store some of the junk that you just don't want to deal with right now. He's like, but this is spiritual and, and, and emotional. So let's clear it. And then he has you like put your hand on your head and he goes down your spine and you repeat these affirmations and boom. You're better. It, it, and, and so for a long time, it was classified as quack watch, quack medicine. Mm. But now if you go to the, to the PubMed article, it's now legit. 
<clears throat> they now have enough research to back it up. So sometimes, sometimes science is slow to catch up. <laughs> so if yeah. you, if you're mm -hmm. like researching and you go, this woman's a crack, huh? Pharmacy, big pharmacy. That's, that's what's going to keep all that down. You know what's interesting in Malta? It's illegal to have pharmaceutical commercials, so they have no commercials with pills. It's very fascinating to me over here, and also socialized medicine. I have to say, we have been misled. It's fabulous. Yeah, it's listen, fabulous. listen to this, Mama. She she lives in this community, and it is, it is it's socialized medicine. Tell her the story that you told me about about my mom. Yes. So my mom comes to Malta <clears throat> before the shingles and got kidney stones. So we had to go to the hospital and see, here's the thing though. Socialized medicine is awesome if you're a resident because then everything's free. So any treatment that you get in the hospital, which by the way, the hospital has Chinese medicine, regular medicine, all kinds of stuff. So I take my mom to the hospital cause she's going to pass a kidney stone and she doesn't have a residence card. So you're talking cash and she had to stay the night in the hospital. So two days in the hospital, one night, IV fluids, blood, blood work, two CT scans, a EKG. And all I'm thinking is, oh, dear God, I'm going to spend $10,000. I'm going, this is, we're going to be like out of house and home with these kidney stones. For all of that, it was 1,000 euros. Nice. Can you imagine that? All that. I mean, I didn't, I didn't for years get a CAT scan done now because it was going to be $5,000 just for one without it being red. And that's here. You know it's amazing. I mean, you go to the doctor here and it's 10 euros and you're done. You pay it in cash. Then you don't get the insurance back with a kick in your butt bill. It's yeah. over. You walk in, you pay. I, ha I have insurance here. I've yet to actually file anything because it's so affordable. And like to see a specialist here is 60 euros, 60. So you pay it in cash and you leave. Like you're done. Actually, I think it might be 30. It's that I pay 60 when both my girls go to the do eye doctor because they both wear glasses. So maybe it's actually might be 60 because I went to, I took my mom back to the urologist that treated her in the hospital and it was 60, I mean, 30 euros for the specialist. And, and the thing is the way that the doctors work here is they work in a different clinic every day of the week and one day at the hospital. So they rotate the shift. So you'll see them at the hospital and then you can follow them up at the clinic and figure the out clinics. which clinic and, and you go there. And the crazy thing is like our neighborhood doctor rides up on his motorcycle, comes in for your appointment. Bye dear. Everybody says dear here. Okay, dear. Even on the text, it's okay, dear. And then they jump back on their motorcycle and go to the next place and they still do house calls. Wow. wow. It's, it's like going back 40 years in time. Yeah. And I do I feel like I stole someone's dream life and I'm not giving it back. <laughs> I'm not giving it back. I'm so I love it. It's I it's am. I mean there's a lot of stuff. I could choose to look at a lot of other things and go. I mean when I'm on the expats page you can hear a lot of complaints. But for me this has been a dream bigger than I like I knew that I wasn't that I didn't fit. on the right side of the road. It, they drive on the left side of the road. I know. We got, I'm just saying, we got to change that. Oh, you know what they say? Because in Malta, there's like really not any, the sidewalks are like the size of a bike trail. Like it is ridiculous. You can't hold both kids' hands and walk along the sidewalk. They're so thin and they're right next to the road. And if you step on the road, they'll run you over. Like you, you have to be careful. Traffic here is a nightmare. And so my, my landlord, she's so good to me. And she goes, you know what they say? They say the Brits drive on the left and the Americans drive on the right and the Maltese drive on the sidewalks. 
small. And I'm in the tiniest car. I'm in a Mini Cooper, and it feels like a massive car. I gave up my minivan in the United States to drive this Mini Cooper, and it feels like one of the biggest cars on the island. So I used to think those smart cars were the dumbest things ever. They're freaking brilliant over here. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What was that? I missed that comment. Oh, okay. This is Scott. Says a lot of, of things, um, but outside of financial means to the UK NHS, basic to alive. I'm not sure I understand exactly what that. <coughs> it's the healthcare stuff, I think, but it is. It is. Yeah, really... NHS is a <coughs> healthcare system in the UK. He, okay. Scott, no, Scott's no, over in England. He's my little Scotsman over in England, and well, and and he's alive. having he's having typing errors. He's gone blonde. Sorry. Uh, well, so yeah, so the, the healthcare here is a, a thing to navigate all on its own, but it's also um, like my children both had ear infections and they did antibiotic drops. They didn't make them take antibiotics. They do everything they can to avoid antibiotics. They do a lot to. Well, I grew up Italian, you know, with the old home remedies. Olive oil. Yeah. Olive oil, a little garlic and moulin and put it in. My mother used to blow cigarette smoke into my ear. Whenever I had an earache, and it worked. No. And yet, Scott had a stroke. Oh. Mm. So what could you do for that? I mean, I would go to Chinese medicine. I would do everything I can to help with the neurological. If I think neurological, I think two things. One, your neurologist. Two, your Chinese medicine. I would go to both. I would never leave my neurologist out. Never. But, and when you look for Chinese medicine, let me explain this. This is important, really important. There are a lot of people now that take needling as a second part of their career. So there's a lot of chiropractors that now do needling. And there's a lot of PTs that do something called dry needling. And it's with an acupuncture needle, but it's for muscle. When you're looking for acupuncture, you're looking for a legit acupuncture, Chinese medicine. So the letters that you're looking for is T. C-M, traditional Chinese medicine. That means if you see the letters TCM, it means they can prescribe herbs or or create an herbal tea. So they can do the herbs and the treatment. Okay, so if you're in England, it is expensive, but it's also go to the Chinese medicine school. Find out if there's an acupuncture school near you. Get some of those students that have teachers watchful eye. There are always ways. There are always ways. Um, Mm -hmm. Here in Malta, they have Chinese medicine at the hospital. So if you're a resident, you can go and get Chinese medicine here. Um, But there are ways. It's just figuring out. I mean, a lot of this, sometimes you find out about this healing and you go, oh my God, I've got to go. I've got to go to the United States to go get this. And then you find out that a neighbor two blocks down has a whole practice right there. You just didn't know it existed. So first you find out and then you start your Google friends. So you don't go Google, you don't go to Google to become your doctor, but you go to Google to find your helpers. So then you have to look at the right thing. So you'll say TCM or traditional Chinese medicine near me. Because then it's only giving you the traditional Chinese medicine because you do not want to go. The chiropractor is great, but I don't want them putting needles in me. That is not the acupuncturist. I need a real, a four-year degree from acupuncture school. That's yeah. that's who's touching me. I guess, me. I guess like, uh, it would probably benefit me so much to go, but I yeah. just... Okay. So an acupuncture needle is no bigger than the piece of hair. It's teeny tiny and you don't feel it. And the first place most of them put... 
is here and it releases endorphins and makes you feel high. So by the time they put all the needles in, you're like, I feel awesome. Like I remember leaving and getting lost for like three hours on the road. I found a country road, farms. I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't know we had farms around here. And I just was like, hmm. Like it just, so whatever energy is blocked in your body, it opens it. And so you I just have to find a translation it. in French. Because I'm in it. Quebec. Okay. Yes. Yes. There's tons of that. And, and like, um, gosh, my manual lymph drainage teachers right there in Canada, that's where they're from. And they do a ton of teaching over there, Victoria, but there's, but they're all over Canada. So, I mean, there's a ton. It's just, it's looking. So you just, you start big and then you cast, you know, you cast a wide net and then come in or you start to ask your friends, but don't ask like your buddy that doesn't know anything about healing. Ask your friends in the, in the field. Right. What do you know about Chinese medicine? What do you know about ac acupuncture? Now, here's the other thing. So remember I said they look at your tongue. They ask about your bowels, your sleep, your emotions. So they have these pulse points on your inner, like where we would take our pulse. They actually put three fingers. They do three light and then three heavy. And then they do it on the other side. And that's all the body organs. And they listen to the pulses to see what organs are strong and not strong. Wow. And then they treat you according to that organ system because your body has meridian channels up and down the whole body of each organ. And originally, way back, quack medicine, and now they have enough information to prove it, that there is a whole system in the body that you can't relate to fascia, muscle, bone, and it's in there. It's yeah, actually the energy, the energy roadmaps in the body. Are it's there. energy roadmaps and they're everywhere. And yeah. so, you know, if they like, like when I was trying to get pregnant, I went to my acupuncturist, who's one of my best friends. And I literally had ovulated like two days before. And she felt my wrist and she goes, you have a little rolling pulse. You never have a rolling pulse. You might be pregnant. And I was like, come on. I literally had sex like yesterday. Come on. And she was like, I'll wait. So she calls me like just about two weeks later. And she's like, are we pregnant? And I was like, no, I just took a test. It's negative. And she was like, I'll wait. I called her a couple days later. And I was like, I'm pregnant. She's like, I know. Nice. <laughs> but I mean, she knew it. She knew it because she knew my body. And she was doing these pulses and like, oh, this mm -hmm. pulse is different, just ever so slight, you know. And then I went to her for my whole pregnancy just to, and the baby would like disco dance when I'd have the needles in and just to nourish the blood. But it was, you know, we need to nourish your blood. We need to, I, I went to her one time because I had food poisoning. And I felt like death warmed over. And I was a school teacher at the time. And I was the chaperone on a, on a trip with these kids. And I had to share a hotel with one of the students' mothers. And I am dying. I am like both ends are loose. I'm like on the floor. I'm like, I don't even know this woman. I cannot believe I have to share a hotel room with a stranger whose kids are going to go back to school and go, oh, my God. You know, and I was I was miserable. And I came back and called my acupuncturist. And I was like, help me. And she put the needles into my stomach area. And they twist the needles to get the energy moving. And she was like, this is like churning butter. There's nothing in there. No energy, no energy, no energy from all the vomiting. Yeah. And she had to keep twisting. And then she's like, there it is. There it is. Butter, 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 butter. And then I wasn't sick anymore. 
Wow. I mean, but and and because we had become such good friends, I mean, like I would be like leaving to go someplace, and she's like, "Wait, let me put a couple needles in you so that you feel good when you get home." And I would just drive home with these needles hanging. But and my children have had acupuncture. It's there's nothing to it. And the the yes, thing that I've makes me it sad, it's amazing. The thing that makes me sad about acupuncture is most people seek it out when they're dying, like literally. literally. When they're, when they've exhausted every other effort and then they finally break down and go, okay, I'm going to try this. And then they don't, and then they're too late. Like they yeah. can still help slow some processes, but it could, it can reverse a lot of things. And so staying in tune and having somebody to check those organ systems and what's getting off balance and how do we change fast? Um, you, you know, going to acupuncture even twice a year or four times a year at the change of the seasons. Just my to daughter keep your did. body in maintenance. Yeah. My daughter had and issues with her sciatic nerve. Mm -hmm. And she she tried everything. And somebody suggested to her an acupuncturist. And she's like, okay, fine, I'll try anything. Because she was like in pain. That's constantly. when they finally go. Yep. So but she she we'd never heard of it before. I mean, I do Reiki and I did work with her and I do I do mom massage and we'll go there. But, you know, and, and she tried this out and she says, mom, it's freaking amazing. It's and amazing. she used to go, she used to go every week and they, they gave her those little suction cup things and that mm -hmm. helps Cupping. too. Yeah. Yes. She gave me one when I did this fun thing to myself. Oh, awesome. She gave me one and I was like, Okay, fine. Except it wasn't the same thing when the, 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 really the, the physical therapist did it to me. I was like, oh, that hurt like I really would. I think from cupping, if I did cupping, I would have permanent scars. My, I'm rough and tough and everything else. My skin is so frail. I scar like I've got you would, it, it just looks like hickeys for a couple of days it's just the yeah. blood no, but you know what it lasts I, like months for me no okay well see now I used to work at the acupuncture clinic so my dear friend acupuncturist that I've been talking about uh was there for my massage graduation offered me her space and we worked um on the days that she wasn't there I worked in her clinic room and then there was another acupuncturist who owned the building so I got to be really tight into the Chinese medicine world and I remember the other doctor Something was happening where he goes, okay, in the freezer are leeches. I need you to go get them. And I'm like, what? Mm. <laughs> and he's like, no, we use them to pull the blood and, and to help. He's like, they actually have incredible healing properties. So they're in a bag. They're in the freezer. Go get them. Bring them to me. And so my job would be to put the herbs together and to pull the needles out. Huh? So you can freeze a leech and then when they thaw out, they're still alive? That's kind of sick. <laughs> it's like, it's 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 Aren't you glad you had me on tonight just for I'm that not, bit of information? Just, you, you know, there's always I a nugget that and that might be our nugget. So, okay, nugget so when a, leech, when a leech is full, when the leech has done its job, they just normally fall off. Okay. Yes. Okay. So is there a time that you, that they would have taken well, them off? And if so, aside from pouring salt on them, how, how would you have done that? Um, I don't know because he's the doctor. I don't stay in the room. So yeah, I mean, I just, I would help him uh, and get the herbs and, and pull the needles out once he was done, but I never managed a leech. Because <laughs> when we, when we were young and we used to go in our, our, our lake or beach, uh, we'd get the leeches and they would pour salt on it and it just, and then we'd toss so them out and it was fine. But I somehow doubt 
I don't know. Salt, you, know. you can reuse yeah. a leech then, right? So right. no, that's so gross. No, that'd be like reusing a needle. No, the one time it's a one time use. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that also was not my job. He didn't put me through that. I just got to help with the herbs and take the needles out. And honestly, I have no idea what they do because they have these hazard bins where you put all the needles. So probably it's in the hazard bin. Yeah. It makes sense. Oh, they're gonna crawl out. Ew. Ew, 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 ew. 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 No. <laughs> I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I really I don't know. I don't know. But it the point is that there is there is so many healing modalities out there. That's the thing. Like people need to people need to have hope in their healing because it's not over. If you're still yeah. here and you're breathing, there's hope and it's not over. You know, so you know find you the places. Yeah, people always do this too. It's like, I'm lucky to be alive. I'm lucky to be alive. You know, the things that I have to put, what is it? It's not a TCM near me. Oh, oh, good. Here we go. Oh, okay. See? So, all right. TCM. So, um, yeah, you've got to Google these things. I got to write down the, and what was the up ledger? Uh, the link is in the in the oh okay all right so as long as we gotta have those links so people understand where to there's go. a lot of uploader therapists so, in canada people are, are just like you know i don't i'm done I, i've I'm, i've exhausted all my things but i'm still here yeah and i should have been dead because of this and i should have died because of that and you haven't so what's the point what's the point of you being here the point is definitely not to be in pain, correct? Because like it's not I, to be I miserable. Was, I don't I think in pain every day. I have since since being a teenager with my neck, you know, and um and sometimes it's like I'm used to it, you know, so I don't. But think that sucks. That's the thing. It, it does suck, <laughs> and then sometimes it gets really bad where it debilitates me, you know, for like it could be up to a couple of days. And I will be so sick because it will give me a headache and uh, like a rage, like a migraine. I can melt ice packs on my head and sick to my stomach, you know, all from my neck, you know. And well, there's a whole lot going on in there. And then, yeah, and that's one, just one thing, you know. But you do, you get to the point where it's like, well, I've, it's been going on this way for years, you know. And you yes. Think I mean, and, and, you know, like, complacency is the, is, is the, the nemesis of good mm -hmm. health <clears throat> because it, there is a lot of that where we've gotten so out of touch with our bodies because it hurts too much to be in there. So there's a lot of people, especially like spiritual people that live up higher in the higher realms and really neglect their body. They just don't live in it. And so when they live in it, they feel really heavy and they're like, Ew, ugh, this is not fun. I don't like being in here, Yeah, but, but it's really, really important because like it, there's even people that you feel that they're like gently to the side of their body. Like they're really not fully inside themselves. They're really not in their body. And when I think about that, there's um, the last meditation in healing ourselves whole is um, it's no longer the emotions. It's um, it's uh, using time to heal. You're doing a rebirth. So the last meditation in healing ourselves whole, I help you, align your physical spine to your energy spine and bring yourself back into your body. So first we leave by lining our spines up and then your energy body goes with the angels and does a whole different meditation and you leave the physical body behind. And then when you come back to the physical, you line your spine to spine. So you're, you're sitting, you're sitting back to back with yourself until you can turn around and go back into the body, but you line it up spine to spine because you, it's really shocking how many people really do not live fully 
inside their body. I'm one of them. I mean, yeah. it took me a long time yeah. to come back yeah. in. Right. We're talking a lot about physical pain, but trauma, 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 trauma from grief. Um, Julie is, is a good example for this too. Yeah, grief. You know, like I lost my husband, I lost my dog. I, you know, a lot of things we live in grief. Julie lost her son, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it is just, it's heartbreaking. But but these these traumas, and they stick in all these muscles and they do make us sick. I mean, it, it, I can't, there's not even, <laughs> I can't even begin to have a conversation that would give enough gravity to where that is. So that is like, even, even when I hear that, it like, like it is my, it is my biggest fear in the whole world. So it's like this, you know, um, if, I mean, if I were the the first person I think of actually is another author, this is not for healing, it's for comfort. Um, But there's a, there's a guy, Joe McQuellen, I don't know if you've ever seen him, but he has a book called my search for Christopher on the other side. And the reason that I love him is because he started off a Catholic, Irish Catholic, thought all this, you know, spiritual stuff was for kooks. And now he's meditating and lighting candles and having conversations with his deceased son and writes books, you know, with his son and has a new one out. We're not done yet, Pop. Um, and mm-hmm. so the, the second book is coming. And um, my what was his name again? Joe McQuellen. Joe McQuellen. My, my search for Christopher on the other side. On the other side. Um, but my dear friend lost her daughter and, uh, I put her in touch with Joe because Joe is the most kind hearted, um, transparent man who's got like 20 years of sobriety. Um, I can't even, I can't even give words. I just can't. There, there's not even the depth of my sorrow and, and, and feeling to you. I cannot. I, I, I send you so much love, but I, I it's so far she beyond. Is, she is just, the, oh my God, she's like a, a bright beam herself. You know, I, you I, know, love, I love you, Julie. You that's, know. God bless you, because when it comes to grief, and I talk about this in the book, it, it, nobody has any right to tell you how to grieve or for how long. No. They just don't. They just, it's a different entity. So on the, on the, on the heavy four, grief is its own beast because grief cuts, go ahead. Um, Grief cuts time. It cuts time. So it puts you into a parallel life now where this is my current reality. This is what it would be. This is how old they would be. This is their birthday. This is the thing. And you live in two different places now. What would my life be? And, And I still want to be there. And I, you know, even... And this does not compare, but I lost my dad and I was very young and he was the love of my life. I was 13 and he went to go play tennis and he never came home. And for a child that loved their dad more than everything, my mom gave me two weeks to grieve. And then I was really not to talk about him anymore. No therapy, no healing, no nothing. And when I got older and started suffering debilitating panic attacks and just could no longer function in the world because the grief had built so far so long that self-medicating with alcohol didn't work anymore. And I went to a shaman, uh, a Native American medicine person, and they believe that when you are grief stricken, your soul actually shatters Mm -hmm. and that pieces of the soul go with other places. They're no longer in you. And and I didn't you couldn't tell them anything about you. So I didn't go in going, I really miss my dad or I really this. And I did several sessions before we did the soul retrieval. And she came back to me and she said, I found a piece of you that's 13 laying in a coffin. And you said, leave me alone. I'm with my dad. 
and then oh and, the, and the shaman was like is your dad here and it was like the piece of me never even turned around like and in my head i saw these arms return into my body but i couldn't even see my dad's face because the grief was so massive that i that he had to take the piece back and put it in me because i wasn't willing to leave and all these books that I read about shamanic journeys and, and soul retrieval and all this stuff did not prepare me because all the books that I read made it feel like you're going to be whole now because these pieces are returned. But yes, chapter four grief. But when the most traumatized piece of you is returned, it didn't get healed. It didn't go sit on the other side and get cleaned up and get healed. You're putting back into yourself the moment that it left. You're picking up where you left off when you couldn't handle it. And, and for me, it took me down. It took me down. Like I was working and all I wanted to do was get the people off my massage table so I could lay there and cry instead. Like I couldn't function. And I moved home. I quit my job. I lived with my mom at my mom's house. I just couldn't function. My son comes to me all the time. He wants me to be happy. You know, when my best friend's fiance passed away, he woke me up every night for a year. He would be in my room. You got to call her because you can hear me and she can't. You got to see, you know, and it was, I learned uh, so much <laughs> about the other side. And I know they want us to be happy, but it's, it feels like a betrayal to let yourself be happy, even though that's the goal. Yep. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's like this big thing that you, this torment and torture that you put yourself through. And they because they are not, they are not sad. They want you to be happy. And for them, it's like a blink and then you're going to be there. But it doesn't, for, I, I remember I went to a psychic, a medium to make contact with my dad. And, and I remember her looking at me and she was like, tell me one good thing that happened from your dad's death. And it was like, are you out of your mind? Like at what point do you ever get far enough to go? The silver lining is there is none. No, it's an incredibly inappropriate question to ask somebody who's grief stricken because yeah. there isn't, there isn't a silver line. Yeah. No more suffering for him. You suffer. I know. And, and I hate to see you suffer. Julie, I can I put you in touch with Joe? Please. Oh, that would be awesome. Cause you would love her. If you talk to her, you will love her. Everybody loves Julie. She's will you email me your email and I'm going to connect you message to Joe. I, I, Joe, I, I, there's something about him. Like, you know, there's lots, he's not a psychic. You're not going to go to him to make contact. None of this. There's something about him that just, he has a mission in life because his son works with him to make this mission happen. And she's in, yeah, it's she's amazing. in the paranormal field too. So she understands all, she understands all things that. like this goes. Yeah. So grief, grief is just, a, it's a different beast. And I, and I, those conversations, the, the, the loss is so massive that it's even hard to like, like I have to mm. clear my body quickly because it can be so debilitating. Right. It's a, like, it's a my, different my kind husband, of grief. Yeah, my husband died. I didn't have time to grieve. I really, I, I couldn't because he was, I had two businesses and he had a business, you know, and that is how, that was our life, you know? So I was a designer. I would design buildings we had a construction company. He would build them. I had a cleaning company. So like, and the design again comes in. So I would design it. He would build it. I'd come in. I'd do the finish work. And then I'd clean it up. You know, and it was like a big, huge team. So when he died, that was a huge part of my team gone. 
but I had to close his business. I had to do, close out all the things that were happening with him. We didn't have anything set up for him. You know, um, it was just like I, I had to go into full-blown survival work mode, get a funeral, do this, do that, and then try to survive in that house, which was very expensive for me alone, you know, because um, we put a lot into the house. So we refinanced everything, had huge payments. So I, I was working day and day and day and day and night, day and night, day and night, just to afford that mortgage. You know, it was insane. And I was killing myself, quite literally, and taking care of the house. And the house was big property and freaking leaves all the time. And the snow was, you know, 10 feet freaking high. And I had a long, long driveway and getting rid of all these people used to watch videos of me trying to get rid of this stuff and bitching about it the whole time, you know, but the, it just, it broke me. It broke me, you know, and then the, to the point it broke me physically to trying to physical work and then physical do that house. It, I just couldn't, I, I did it to the point where I just, I'll never recover. I still have not recovered from that, but I still haven't really grieved either for the loss of my husband properly. You know, I know that and it's tough, you know, so that again, when I see this chapter in here on grief and it's like, skip it. I want to do that. But Visit no, later. Not now. To be, to be, to be visited when you're ready, which is, you know, that's the other thing about healing is the more permission that you're given to take your time, the more that you'll want to shift some things, you know, um, because, and when you do, when your body finally releases, you're going to have a, a release that's like the sheets are going to be wet from all the tears and the sweat and the getting out of your body. But, you know, grief is, it doesn't leave. You just learn how to live with it. Yeah. And then you try to learn how to live well, but it doesn't leave. And, and we don't want it to, because I, you know, I, I know for me, I don't want to let go of any of the of the memories, you know, and the associations and things like that. But it's, um, you know, healing is so all encompassing, but it doesn't mean that we change the, the trajectory. Right. You hey, know, Mom, how do you remove that? that I'm, I'm, I'm doing that as we speak. Okay. Because I wrote it down too. I wrote down yeah. the email so not everyone has their email too. Okay. So I was not, not, not listening. Oh, I know. I know. No. For, for her, for, for Julie. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I, Joe McQuellen is just, he's a special, it's funny. I had him on my show. That's how I met him. But I, I was just thinking we should have him on the show. You should definitely yeah. have him on your show. You should hundred percent have him on your show. That's how I met him. I love him so, so much. Connection with, connection. Yeah. He's spectacular. And he's got a new book coming out right now. We're not going to talk It just came out. Um, and he is, I just love him. I love him. I, I just, he, I would love to meet him in person because he's so, so special. And, and like I said, my friend lost her daughter and I put her in touch with Joe and, and Joe's favorite place is Siesta Key in Florida. And my friend and I went to Siesta Key and we collected sand and we were going to send it to him. And he's like, I already have the sand. Don't give it to somebody else that needs it. And, you know, he's just this really, and he sent her the book immediately and signed it. And, and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, he's, there's something about, he's magic. You just wait. There's just Aww. something about him. That's very, he's been gifted. He's been gifted with something in this grief that's really important. So when he comes on, Julie, please, please listen no, to his everything, show. Everything for a reason. 
right? Everything always happens for a reason. She's watching this show right now for this. For you, yeah, she is. She's watching it so I can, you know, and I say this, I think I told you this. I'm a matchmaker for healing. That's what I do. It's mm -hmm. not, I'm not into, I'm not into the body work process anymore. People ask all the time, don't you want to be at work now? No, I don't. I have a different calling. It's a different level. I write and mm -hmm. I help. And, but my calling is that I am a really great matchmaker for healing where people can email me and this is what's going on. And then I sit with it and go, you know what? I would call these people. It's not ever. That's the difference though. Because a lot of times when you get stuck in your own thing where it's, you have to make money, then you go, Ooh, you should come see me. You should come see me. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And instead it's like, Oh, you know what? Don't call me, but here's who I would call. Trying to do with this. Show. Exactly. Yeah. People like you to help. Even if we can help just one person, our job is done, but we That's want to it. help as many as possible. See, now, but Mama D, you go to the TCM. Julie, you yeah. go talk to Joe. Yeah. Make a new friend. Go to acupuncture, and I'm going to, you know, hop on the next You got this done. I got that. Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of, a lot of things. And then, you know, and I know to stay away from leeches. <laughs> Don't Look in your freezer first. <laughs> Don't say well. <laughs> you know, don't say well. So don't long as you don't tell her about spiders, we're good. And I don't do spiders I so much. Little tidbits that we she sleeps in the vacuum because of them. Oh, spiders. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I can't. Oh, I love those spiders. It was like every single day. Every single day. You know, day. I feel like we're about snakes. Oh. And now I live in a country where there's no poisonous snakes. I mean, come on. St. Paul took out all the poison. Wait. They just took out the poison. They didn't take out the snakes. No, there is snakes here, but they're not poisonous. The temperature is not as fabulous as you'd think. It's great in the summer, but it's turned cold really fast, which is why I have this cold because my body's like, whoa, two weeks ago I was in the pool. It was hotter than Hades. Now I'm like so cold. I've got my winter stuff coming back out. And in September, you get more rain in September than the whole rest of the show. Well, you'll be yes. in touch with them before I will actually be booking on a show because again, like I said, I'm booking next May. That's when I'm booking my my next availables. Uh, uh, that's no, yeah. But we we could make a special show for him if he would do a special night with us. You know, beforehand we'd do two shows in a week. If you guys will do that, honestly, he they need to meet. But you need to see him. He's just he's really a very special soul. I would set it up like if if you wanted to talk to him and actually physically see him, Julie, I would use this venue and i would i would give him a link i'll give you a link um, we can come into this room you guys can talk i'll even i can leave the room you guys can sit here and talk you don't have to go live yeah. or anything we can talk like and we can record it for them so that she can have it yeah it could be a recorded thing it could be it could be we have a page that's just me and mama d I but if you put him on though i do i i want him on too because he's got a new oh, book yeah he, like, he's oh, trying yeah. to really get his message out big so I, you know there's double that because he really is I mean, I have the book here. I have my search for Christopher on the other side here. It's one of the few books I brought to Malta. I only brought like one cubby of books. Because, you know, as you host a show, you get book after book all the time. And I only brought one cubby of books and his is on. Gina gets all the books because up here in Canada, they, it costs too much to ship things to me in Canada. To me too. So she gets all the, she gets up. I might get some PDFs here, and then I go shopping because I just looked at the, the list of your three top three books, and one of them's out of stock. Oh, Which one? Yeah. Uh, 
I got one, two, three, four, five, six books over there that I just got delivered. I haven't even opened the packages yet. I really miss getting books. I won't lie. That I miss because now people just send it on PDF, which makes me do nothing because I, I hate reading I, on the computer. I, yeah, I can't. I'm like, don't even bother. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to open it. <laughs> yeah. We'll just have a good random conversation, but I can't. I need I like I like it in my hands, except like I said, this one on audio is it is awesome. Yeah, it is really audio. well done. Mama likes the audio books. It's I, really I, well done. I, like it if it's I do audio because it, what I'll do is like if I have the action, if I have all the PDF, sometimes they'll send me the audio as well. But if oh, I, nice. I'll do both. So if I can have the audio in my ear and I can follow along with the PDF, it's almost as good as having a book in your hand. But you know, well, I do like craft stuff over here, you know. And it's like a lot of times I wish I had a book. How deep the body out. heals itself is out of stock. <clears throat> the body heals itself is out of stock. Is that in, Amazon Canada? Yeah. Oh. In total, the whole package of three of them would cost me about a hundred bucks. But the body heals itself is now out of stock. In America, oh, it's like yeah. thirty for the three. Yeah. Well, you figure. Oh <laughs> no. Well, it's a time and a half. I have to, I have to right? get all kinds of stuff for her, put it in one box and send it to her. Yeah, she's building yes. it. Oh, my God. Julie. Julie, I'm going to put you in touch with Joe. I think he's yeah. just, I just love him. I, I just, I think he's a really, I think he's like a walking light. I, did, I just, he's so fabulous. And I love that he's a person that didn't come from the, from the new agey background. And now he's like. You know, it changed. I didn't come from the new age background before my friend's fiance would wake me up every night, you know, and it was like I became such a different person and, and people in my life didn't grow with me. And that was hard. Oh, she says she can't wait. That's I mean, I'll, I'll email you. I mean, if you send me, you can chat or whatever, and I'll put you in touch with him right now before I go back to bed since it is four o'clock in the four morning. In the Malta, morning I got to get my children to school in two, three hours. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so you guys will talk. I'll get her your, e you know, the email. Yeah. You can pass along my information. I have no, you can go right to my website, um, healing ourselves whole.com and you can shoot me an email and I'll put you right in with Joe, put you on with him. And, and he, that's what he's doing now. He's helping people that are grieving. So there's no, like, you will hear from him immediately. Beautiful. He's, he's just is, so special. Oh, that is great. That is great. Oh, thank you. Thank oh, you so much. With the fox and the heart and the butterfly. So you're the heart, of, obviously. There's no little I'm the butterfly. I'm, I'm the fox? No, I'm the fox. No, Gina, Gina's oh, the fox. You're the fox, you're the fox then. Come here, Heidi. I'm the, I'm the Heidi, where are you? Come here, Heidi. Do you have a Heidi. little fox? No, she's got a fox face. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Oh, Lordy. Come here. Come here. Come on, puppy. Come, Come on. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, oh what a oh, face. Beautiful Is that a corgi? She's a corgi. Oh, my God. Oh, look at you. She's got the little corgi booty. She did the corgi booty. Oh, my God. That's adorable. Now, see, that's the next kind of dog. When you're ready for a new dog, Gina. That's what you should get. A corgi? Oh, my God. She is a fox face. And when she's excited, she looks like the Tasmanian devil. She'll give you the side oh, eye and this I big smile. It. I love it. You can hear her. She sounds like a pot belly pig. That's why I got her. <laughs> but she grunts, too. Oh, 
Julie says this is a great show, and then she'll breakfast on every night, and it breaks my heart every time I see you post something about this. My heart just breaks, and I always said I got to find someone, that's gonna <laughs> someone that's going to help Julie, and, and uh, you know, thank God you're, you're it. You're the miracle. Yeah, I hope so. You're I hope so. It's, it's just I, I. He's just I can't even I can't even. He was gifted. He was he's he has a very specific mission in life now. And that's what he does. And my cat, my cat's not allowed. She, well, not that she's not allowed in. I just can't get up and open. So she's in the window, like. Are you kidding? You have <laughs> Heidi <laughs> and Kaya <laughs> in there, <laughs> and the other dogs asleep with Daddy in the bed. <laughs> He's like, eh, "I'll see you when you wake." I mean, we took all these animals across the world to Malta, and. I was so lucky with that because when my husband came home and said, hey, we can move to Malta. And I said, oh, my God, please don't make me choose. Please don't make me choose between my pets. And he was like, are you kidding? They're family. No, they're all coming. Oh, yeah, of course they're coming. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. they did. And they can't ride in cargo either. I'd be like, no, I'll no, give up Only the cat. <laughs> the cat. The cat flew with me. She became a therapy cat so we could get her on the flight. And then the other three showed up 10 days later, my babies. Traumatized. Very traumatized. And then. Uh, all right, Happy. So look at, we're, we're down to like three minutes left here and um i have on my list of questions here the, the last one which kind of one else what is good. it when it says i understand that you have a special giveaway for people that pre-order the book and what are those that's that's what's on on here that was sent to me by uh, marianne yeah Okay, well, the book came out in May, so pre-orders are long since gone, um, and the audio giveaways, um, you know what, the audio giveaways were already given away, but let's do some audios, and I'm sure my publisher will send me more links. Yeah. But right. they're only through Audible, so I always hate giving them away because you have to have an Audible account. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Hey, you know what, though, if someone can, one person benefits, just one. Yeah. Okay, let's do um, let's do an audio, and uh, and go from there. And uh, you know, whoever <laughs> I don't even know how you do it because I'm in Malta, so I can give away nothing. So now it's my publisher and my publicist because it's well, out of my hands. But I can get you, I can get you some audio links. Yeah. Okay, hey, hey. you know, I mean, if, if but they gotta order something. To get that right, so I mean, but also though, I mean, you do have links to meditations and such as you're going through here. Those are all so, free. Yeah, all the every meditation yeah. in that book, and that's yeah. the difference. So the book in audio is read by Stina Nielsen, but on my website, healingourselveswhole.com, the audios are by me. So um, you actually, and it's with a hypnotherapist yeah. producer. So the music's fantastic. Um, and that's me taking you through. So if you listen to me tonight and then you like my voice and think, oh, I actually want to do it with you, you can go. And the journals that follow it are also free on the website. So you can download them and print them out. So do the meditations, listen to your body, listen to the messages and write your stuff down. But again, this book is not, you don't have to read it cover to cover. So pick where you're at. If you want to focus on the positive, go there. Yeah. Yeah, because it is. It's a. It's this is definitely one that you know. This is staying with me. This is one Thank of my you. one of my. Um, so in uh, other words, it's not going to be in my care package. I got you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nope. <laughs> Get your own. 
I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. That one, that, that one just finally released in Europe. It was, it took forever. Oh, oh wow. But I need the other ones. I need the other ones. Um, we'll get two of the ones that's short. <laughs> you know, you can always contact Llewellyn for the other ones and ask for a copy and then put me back on for those. Cool. I would love to. Because they'll send the copy just to do a show. That's how that works. You know that. Yeah, you could be on like every single week. We'd have no problem. We have, we have, <laughs> yeah. we have nothing. Well, no she problem. may not be able to give it, get, let her be on every month. This way she catches up on her sleep. Two a.m. You know, <laughs> I know. Well, we could back it up a couple hours maybe for you and make it midnight. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm just so glad to be here. I really am. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for having me. And, and people that are listening, if you want to reach out, I'm really good about getting back in touch. So if there is something I can do to be of service, I will be very happy to do that. So go to her website, send her, shoot her an email. If you have questions, if you want to know where to go, this, this girl can discuss. I'm a share. great matchmaker. I really yeah. am. It's my, it's what I'm good at. That's a beautiful thing. All right. So we um, hang with us for a minute. All right. We're out. We will see you all next week. I don't know who the guest is, but it'll be someone good. I don't know if it's going to be as good as Emily, but <laughs> it'll be so, better than last week's show. We didn't have them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, a good that's like my gold medal in Tai Chi forms. It's like yeah, that. She, like that kind little, of little Miss Next Door says, would you be mad at me? I'm not feeling when I said, excuse me. Will I be mad if you if you cancel? I'll be mad if you don't cancel the show. Good night, everybody. Just, Gina, I, I, I posted, I said, one of us is physically ill and one I of saw us that. is mentally ill. Yeah. Guess who's who? Yep, I I'm heard. <laughs> yep. Even though, you know, you did give me the pointers. But hang with us, hang with us. All right, guys, we're going we're gonna to be out. And, uh, See you everybody next week. I'll be good. again for joining us for another episode in the Fox Den. We're here every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, bringing you a variety of guests, streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and our anchor venues. We would love it if you would go to our YouTube channel, The Fox Den with Gina B and Mama D, and please subscribe, share, and definitely hit the notification button to never miss a show. We'll see you all next week, and subscribers, watch for our pop-up shows as well.